Okay. <laughs> Hello. Um, welcome back to the podcast. This is the I Care So Much podcast by your host, Andrea, um, Andy. Um, and this is, I don't know what episode number this is because I don't know when I'm gonna upload the next episode, but hello, welcome back. Um, if you couldn't tell by the title, I am a little bit drunk. I am, (laughs) I'm a little bit drunk. Um, and I thought, uh, because I'm the type of person that can drunk, get drunk really quickly and I can also sober up really quickly. I was like, I need to take advantage of this, um, inebriated state of mind that I'm in. So why not record a podcast episode? Um, at the time of the recording this, it is election day and I'm drinking because it's election day, to be quite frank with you. Um, <laughs> I haven't drank alcohol. That's not true. I drank alcohol the day before Halloween, but I did not get drunk. Um, I was at Vidya's place. Shout out to Vidya. Um, <laughs> she invited me over to her house to watch Jennifer's body and it was fun and it was great. And I had a mixed drink at her place, but I did not get drunk. Um, I think the issue... <laughs> with mixing your own drinks is that while you may be aware of the limits of how much you can drink or at least if you're like me and you vaguely know the limits of what it takes for you to get drunk sorry um hold on let me preface this by saying that this because I'm drunk this episode is not gonna make a lot of sense um it's just like a filler episode, <laughs> I think, because I'm trying to prepare for another episode that I'm trying to record and I'm also trying to make notes for and stuff. But um, what I'm trying to say is that I will m- not make a lot of sense. I will be slurring. I will be, um, you know, mixing up my words and stuff. And that is because I'm inebriated. So please bear with me. I hope it's fun to listen to. Um, what was I saying before? Oh, right. Um, so if you're the type of person who, you know, is at least slightly experienced with drinking, you kind of know how many drinks it takes for you to get drunk, how many it takes for you, how many drinks it takes for you to get, uh, blacked out and stuff like that. Um, you might not know, like, how many ounces that is, right? Like, when I was living in California, there was, I've never blacked out, like, completely blacked out before, but there was one night when I was living in California where it was my roommates and the roommates of the people next door um we were excuse me we were drinking at their place and we decided to play truth or dare um was it truth or dare no i think it was um oh and it was never have i ever and there were japanese international students with us and we thought it would be fun to play with them um and it started out like really innocently and then it turned into like direct um (laughs) uh like targeting and stuff and (coughs) excuse me I'm so sorry I'm the type of person that like when I really get drunk I get I like turn into like a whole different person which like that sounds like a cop-out answer I feel like like it sounds like stupid but um I turn into like a different person which means that like I'm confident and I um know how to talk to people for the most part and I'm not anxious about anything um 
yeah I just become like really socially like I have social graces basically like I'm good at being social with people when I'm drunk um and so this night like I was like having so much fun I had met like so many new people that night but I also um drank a lot that night because a lot of the things that people were saying they were targeting me (laughs) and the Japanese exchange students um because a lot of the things that people were saying were were like, oh, like, I've never lived outside of California before. Oh, like, I've never, um, yeah, like, been to Japan before. I've never been to New York before. Things like that. So I ended up having 12 shots of, um, rum and tequila. And I remember, like, beginning to blackout because I was wearing hair clips that day. God, I remember this day, this, like, night very um, vividly. I was wearing hair clips that night. And I remember at one point taking one of them off and then, like, forgetting where I put it. And one of my roommates, she doesn't really drink at all. She doesn't drink, like, in front of us. She drinks with her family. And so, Natalie, if you're listening, I love you. (laughs) Natalie is great. I love her. Um, Anyway. Natalie, my roommate, she, I turned towards her because she's the only sober person really like in the room. And so I turned towards her. I'm like, where did my hair clip go? And she's like, it's right on your shoulder. Do you want me to get it for you? I was like, no, I got it. And then somehow I like was so drunk that I couldn't even like grab it from where it was sitting on my shoulder and it fell to the floor. She grabbed it for me. I just put it in my pocket. I'm sure I looked really stupid. Um, But at one point, one of the TAs was knocking on the door because we were probably really loud. And at this point, it was really late in the night. And so we all panicked. But I didn't know what was going on because I was beginning to, like, half black out at this point. Like, certain parts of my memory of this night are not available because I was blacking out. Um, And so I started to black out. I remember... um, my roommates were dragging me out of the room because we lived really so how the dorms worked at this school or at least where I lived because it was technically university housing but it was off campus and so how it worked were that like there were two buildings um that were technically like connected um not by doors but they were like right next to each other like they shared walls and so our building shared the wall of the people who lived in the next building over if that makes any sense um and yes uh so (laughs) they lived on the first floor we lived on the first floor so what we did was just like we were in the living room at the time so we just like walked through their kitchen walked through one of the guy's rooms we left and then we walked all the way around to our entrance of our dorm because we lived right next to each other excuse me I'm not sick, I just have, like, weird phlegmy stuff every time I drink alcohol. Um, But yeah, I remember none of the part... I remember, like... Okay, I don't remember the part where we walked from their building to our building, because, like, the next thing I knew, I was just, like, sitting on the floor in our living room, and everyone was asking me if I was okay, and I was like, of course I'm okay. Like, why wouldn't I be okay? But I think I looked kind of weird, because I was, like, crawling on the floor at this point, because I, like, couldn't stand up. And then I suddenly remembered that I had brought a hoodie with me and my keys, which have, like, um, like, my university ID and then the keys to our dorm and then I think like I had pepper spray in there and a whistle 
if you're interested, <laughs> it was a lanyard that I got one day at Pride. I think it was the first or second Pride I had ever been to. Um, and it was from TD Bank. It's a rainbow lanyard and it comes with a whistle, which um, I think at the at the time was like more for fun. But for me, because I am um, anatomically female, um, <laughs> it's more of like a safety thing for me. But anyway, I was like getting worried because I was like, oh my God, where is it? And then my roommate Natalie was like, don't worry, we're going to get it for you. Like, it's okay. And then at one point, one of the guys who lived next door um, brought back my hoodie and my lanyard. And I was like, thank you so much. I owe you my life. <laughs> um, excuse me. We're going to take a drink right now. I don't know if you could hear that. Um I'm kind of of the mindset that, like, drinking sounds don't bother me, but I'd rather not hear them. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yes, I was I was basically blacking out. I mean, I remember a lot of the night. I don't remember, like, some parts. Like, I don't remember going to sleep. I don't even remember taking my makeup off. Um, but at one point, I was, like, convincing myself that I had to throw up because I knew I, ha- I had drank beyond my limits. And so... And also this other guy who, um, this other guy was like telling me, you have to go throw up now. And I was like, okay, I agree with you. And so, um, how the bathrooms worked in that dorm was that my room and the room of the girls next door were connected by the bathroom, but, um, Natalie's room, um, they had their own bathroom, which was like good for them. Um, but I remember going... I think because someone was in Natalie's bathroom, I went to my shared bathroom with the two other girls, um, and I, he, like, the guy who suggested for me to throw up, he, like, went in there with me, and I was like, okay, that's really nice of you to, like, (laughs) accompany me or, like, babysit me, but I've got this under control, and also I don't want to throw up in front of, like, basically a stranger. He wasn't really a stranger, like, we had talked a couple of times, and he was nice, but I... It was basically, like, I don't throw up in front of anyone, basically, besides myself, <laughs> obviously. Sorry, that was weird. <laughs> Sorry, I'm drunk. <laughs> um, but um, my afterwards, um, my roommate told me about that incident, and she was like, I got really mad for you because I thought he was going to do something, and I got really upset that he was going to try to do that when you were drunk, and I was like, that is so sweet, that is so kind. Um And eventually he left because one of his other roommates came and got him and was like, don't be in the bathroom with her, maybe? That's weird. Um, Yeah, and so I really appreciate Natalie for that. I don't think Natalie's listening because she has better things to do than listen to this podcast. But um, I think to to, (laughs) to switch topics completely, Natalie is the type of person that I wish... I had met earlier in my life and okay my entire experience in California was incredible um even if I didn't realize it at the time and despite the fact that you know I met the most abusive human being in the world in that place um I think this town that I lived in in California was really great for what I needed at the time because I was born and raised in New York City and the city is all I have ever really known I'm used to like really shitty but really 
accessible public transit accessible meaning that like you know we have trains going all around the city but not accessible in the fact that you know the prices are rising anyway um you know i had grown up with so many buses and so many trains around me and i had grown up around such a diverse group of people and i feel like people who grow up in new york all turn out to be like very similar types of people um like, we're very goal-oriented, I think, and I think sometimes we think very short-term. Maybe I'm just describing myself, because I don't have a sense of direction. Um, like, tr- like literally, I don't have a sense of direction, but also, like, with my life, I don't have a sense of direction. Um, so, when I went to California, it was really interesting to me, because I think I was also, like, personally i don't think this is like a reflection of all new yorkers but personally i was like a little standoffish i um i wasn't good at making small talk i'm not good at making friends early and i don't really know how to talk to strangers but a lot of people in california were really friendly and i think particularly in the town that i lived in because it was kind of a small city um everyone was super friendly super nice super welcoming but that came with like a caveat of like a lot of the people there not having met many minorities like a lot of people there hadn't met people other than like hispanic people or latin people latin american people which was very interesting to me because you know racism is bad (laughs) obviously um but sometimes it can just really instead of coming from a place of malice Um, It can really just come from a place of, like, a lack of education or from ignorance, which, you know, we can argue about whether that can constitute malice. But for me, a lot of the things that people said about Asian people, it just came from a place of them never having met an actual real human Asian person, which I found very interesting. And, like, you know, I don't really... At the time, I think I don't even... Think, sorry at the time I don't think it even really hurt my feelings that much either because it was like oh this isn't coming from a place of like you hate Asian people and wish that they would all be eradicated this is coming from a place of like you literally have literally sorry it's coming from a place of like you've literally never met someone who looked like me or came from the same background as me and that's why you're acting this way because you have no idea how to engage with people who are like me which is like it gets complicated because like I'm of the mindset of like why would you have to treat me any different just because I'm not white but you know sometimes some white people just think that they have to treat some people super super differently just because they're not white or they're not cis or they're not hetero um yeah that drifted away from me (laughs) like I said I'm drunk um I'm probably going to keep repeating that. Honestly, the type of person when I'm drunk, I think I've said it already, but I'll keep fleshing the drunk version of Andy for you. Um, I told this story to my friend Vidya. Shout out Vidya once again. I love you, Vidya. But um, the type of person I am when I'm drunk is like, again, I'm very social. Um, I want to have fun. I like playing games and stuff like that. Um... I'm really talkative, and one time I was at a New Year's party. This girl, Tazneem, 
shout out Tasneem, <laughs> um, invited me to her New Year's party. And it was the first time I had ever been invited to like a real party in my entire life. Like I had gone to parties before, but they were like frat parties or birthday parties or Halloween parties or like get togethers or like just people meeting at someone's house you know this was like the first real party party i had been to that i had actually paid money to go to because you know it was going to be a lot of people at this party and um it was they had to help pay for alcohol and food um and at the time i had told myself i wasn't drunk but looking back i definitely was at least a little inebriated because that ha- that new year's was like the happiest i had ever been um which is like sad to say but like um it was like i think that's just like the most like content i had ever been to be honest cuz i had invited my friend stephanie and i had invited like a bunch of my friends from high school because tesneem is also a friend from high school and it was just fun because like all my friends were there like I didn't have to, like, pretend to be funny or, like, I didn't have to pretend to be, like, really outgoing. Like, my friends were there. Friends that, like, these people I had known for years um, were at this party and, like, we would be, we were drinking and we are having fun. Sorry. And I also invited my friend Julia and her friends. That was really fun. Um, I enjoyed that immensely. Shout out, Julia. I don't know if you're listening. You're way too busy to listen to this as well. (laughs) Um... But yes, uh, it was a New Year's Eve party, and I remember I was talking to this guy, and like, I had never seen him in my life before, so I was just like, hey, like, what what's going on? He was talking to um, one of the girls I knew from high school, and I think, I don't know if she wanted out of the conversation, but I was just like, I'm bored and I want to talk to someone, so I kind of hijacked their conversation, I'm sorry. Um we started talking and then that girl eventually left um and so he and I started talking and he was talking I was asking him how he knew Tasneem and he was saying that he went to school with her and I was like oh that's cool and then I didn't know how to forward the conversation um because I think he wasn't from New York City and so we were talking about that and he was talking about his rent and how it was really expensive and how it was so expensive to live in New York and I was like yeah it's pretty crazy here and he kept talking and I wasn't really contributing that much and then my friend Jacqueline Jacqueline I'm so sorry um Jacqueline came over and they were like oh like what are you guys talking about and I was like oh this is so and so he's from he's from so and so he went to he goes to Pratt as well um blah 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 and then I kind of got bored with the conversation because he was talking more to Jacqueline than to me. And I was like, okay, like my time, like I've, my time has expired here. I'm going to leave. And so I did leave. And then I think later Jacqueline was like, why did you leave me with this random human being? And I was like, I'm sorry. I didn't know that that was what I was doing. And I'm sure subconsciously that was definitely what I was doing. But at the time, because I was kind of tipsy at this point, I was like, my job is done here (laughs) like everything that i've needed to accomplish um is done here i'm going to leave um something that i told vidya (laughs) again hi vidya um was like when i'm drunk i the problem is that i like who i am when i'm drunk because i'm more outgoing i'm more friendly and i also have boundaries when i'm drunk one of the parties, one of the fir- the first party I had ever gone to when I was living in California. Sorry, every time I mention California, I feel like really cringe because like 
I feel like I sound like those people who travel overseas once and then they can't stop talking about it, but it's literally like, I can't stop talking about California because it was like a really great experience for me. But, um, sorry, the first ever party that I went to when I was in California, it was my roommate's birthday party. And I really liked my roommates at this point. It was maybe three to four weeks (laughs) of being in California and living in California and studying in California. Um... And I had known my roommates for the same amount of time, for only a couple of weeks. And my roommate was like, do you want to come with me to this birthday party? And I was like, yeah, of course. And so we go, and this is the first time that I've ever gotten drunk in front of a large group of people, which for me at the time, I was really concerned about because I didn't want anyone to take advantage of me. I wanted to make sure that I got home safe. I didn't know how I would act around strangers when I was drunk, so I was very, very cautious. But I remember I did get a little, I did get drunk, Um, and I talked to a bunch of people. It was a bunch of strangers. I didn't know any of them, and I ended up not really being friends with them, which is totally fine. Um, But there was one point, this guy who was hitting on me very aggressively, and I knew it at the time, but I was trying not to, like, address it, because, like, I thought he would maybe leave me alone, which is, like, you know, um, unfortunately for me, I still believe in the best of men, (laughs) of cis men especially, like, like, damn, like, sorry that I, like, hoped that you would be a decent person who, like, knew how to read the room and, like, would maybe leave me alone after, like, the first time I ignored your advances, but, um, you know, maybe that's on me. Maybe that's my fault. It definitely is not my fault because sometimes men just need to learn how to, like, either not be so aggressive or just learn how to, um, read the signs of when someone's not interested. Anyway, um, this guy kept talking to me, um... He happened, I think he was, like, half black, half Puerto Rican, and I kept saying, like, I don't, like, I don't know what you want, like, I'm not interested in you, like, I'm here with my roommate, like, I'm not here to hook up with anyone. He was like, is it because I'm black? And I was like, I don't know where you got that from, but that's definitely not the case. It's literally just because I don't want to hang out with you, like, I don't want to hook up with you, I don't want to have sex with you, like, it's not about you, I just don't want to do it, like, I just don't want to hook up with you. And he kept, like, calling me anti-black and I was like okay do you really want to talk about race right now like I can talk about race right now (laughs) and like but it was just like I think he was projecting maybe his own insecurities on me because I truly was not in the mood to hook up with anyone I just came because my friend invited me and I knew that there would be free booze and he kept talking to me and being very aggressive and then he would backtrack and be like I'm sorry like I didn't mean it and then at one point I was just like really exhausted because I was drunk, and, like, this was not a fun conversation to be having, and so I was, like, I'm just gonna go to the bathroom, goodbye, and I stood up and went to the bathroom and peed, and then I came out, and, like, five minutes later, my roommate was making out with him, which is, like, you know, I'm happy he found someone, and I'm also happy that my roommate found someone to make out with, but, um, it was, so, when I, (laughs) when I go to parties, even if I'm having a good time, I'm, like, I want to go home, but I, like, I want to get home at, like, at least 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning because I'm exhausted. I have the body of someone who's, like, 40 or 50 years old. Like, I ache. Like, I physically ache. So, like, I need to go home early. And I was telling my roommate this as she was making out with this dude. And I was like, we need to leave at, like, 1.30, okay, to the latest. But I, I'm exhausted. And she was like, yeah, okay, but the problem with her is that you know I love her so much and she's great but she 
Um, when she's drunk, she's drunk. Like, she is incapable of, um, like, walking sometimes. And so I was, like, worried that she would get to that point and I wouldn't be able to bring her home. So I eventually made us leave at, like, around 2 o'clock. We walked home, which I was really terrified of. Like, I had uh, pepper spray at this point, and I was literally holding, like, clutching it in my hand as we were walking home, because I was just, like, so scared that we were gonna get jumped or something. Um, we're, like, almost at our dorm. Um, there's, like, a big gate that you have to swipe into, and then inside is, like, our, like, gated community dorm. (laughs) Um, gated dorm community. Um, there are these bunch of guys who are, like, asking us for directions, and I was like, please don't try anything, I have a whistle and pepper spray, and they're like, okay, cool, we literally just want to know where, like, the main street is, and I, like, pointed the way, and they're like, okay, cool, can I get your Instagram, and I was like, yeah, I gotta go home, (laughs) and they're like, okay, that's fair, and I was like, yeah, and then I swiped me and my roommate in, I got home, and I washed my makeup off, because I'm responsible, and I brushed my teeth, and I sent a bunch of drunk texts to um, my friends and my roommate and then this guy that I was hooking up with at the time, and then I went to sleep. And that was a great first drunk party experience, in my onion, in my opinion. Um, it was a good time. I don't regret it. Um, I kind of miss partying like that, um, but I also don't <laughs> at the same time because... I think it's just, like, partying in New York would be so much more difficult because, first of all, you have to pay to get into parties here unless you're, like, going to, like, a friend's apartment or something just to, like, get drunk or get high. Um, first, you'd have to pay. Second of all is, like, how are you going to get there? If you take the train, it's going to take forever. And then when you get home and you're all inebriated and drunk and high and stuff, like, it's going to take even longer to get home, especially at, like, 1 or 2 in the morning. And... um I think maybe that's just, like, the entire part that I don't like. Like, I don't like the transit. (laughs) Like, I don't like the... I don't like how long I'm in transit when I'm drunk. Because when I'm drunk, I just want to go home. Like, when I want to go home... Sorry. When I am drunk and when... Okay. (laughs) When I am drunk and I want to go home, I want to go home as fast as possible. Like, I want to take an Uber and be in my bed in 10 minutes, you know, from the time that I'm in the Uber to the time that I'm literally in my pajamas in bed, you know, and I've only had two of those experiences where I've, like, come home, okay, well, probably more than two, but, like, (laughs) um, like, two, okay, so one time, again, shout out Julia, I was at Julia's house, and we were drinking, and her sister makes incredible margaritas, shout out Kaylee, (laughs) um but they're also very strong like Kaylee I don't know how you guys have such a high tolerance and good for you um but I'm a person with low tolerance and I honestly really do enjoy that about myself like I like that I can get drunk really fast and I like that I can get sober really fast but I had like maybe one or two margaritas at their house and I was like I was blasted, like, I was, I was zooted, um, I was pretty drunk, and then by the time that I got on the Lure train, because Julia and Kaylee, they live in Long Island, I got on the Lure train, I fell asleep, (laughs) which was not safe, um, it's not good to do that, um, especially as an atomically female person, especially as, um, you know, someone who could get taken advantage of at night and stuff, um, I fell asleep for a little bit, and then I remember I woke up, 
a couple stops before mine and then I got on the subway home and I was so 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 drunk and the next day I had to was the next day maybe I don't remember but I just remember being really drunk and I remember like trying my hardest not to disturb my mom because I got home like a little late like I got home at like 9 p.m and I was like oh god oh god like I'm making so much noise like I like didn't I forgot which key was for which keyhole I was like I was like locking keys that were already locked and stuff locking locks sorry I was locking locks that were already locked and I was trying to unlock locks and stuff it was just it was, it was difficult for a drunk version of me to handle um yeah and then there's another time when this was like literally right before everything shut down for the pandemic so it was like in early march i went to a dance party with my best friend stephanie shout out stephanie um we went to a dance party in brooklyn at the knitting factory um And I had never really been to, like, a bar in New York before, besides, like, a Korean bar. And I'd never really been to a dance party. (laughs) Um, And it was free before, like, 11 or 10 p.m. And so we got there pretty early. And we bought tiny little, like, um, like, those tiny little bottles of alcohol. It's basically, like, a shot worth of alcohol. Um, And at this point, I wasn't really drinking that much. So I was like, I know a shot worth of alcohol will get me pretty drunk. And so... We bought those, and then we bought drinks at the the place, which were ridiculously expensive. It was like seven or nine dollars for a truly, and I was like, I guess, like I might as well, you know. I'm drunk already, and so what I did was I poured like a little bottle of Smirnoff vodka into this, and I was like, I'm done for the night. Like this plus like maybe another truly will get me like truly uh, drunk. And so it was an indie dance party, which was like, I don't know, I feel like maybe it was a misnomer because it was not like the indie music that I liked. It was like, I mean, I still liked it. It was like Phoenix, it was like Panic at the Disco, it was Vampire Weekend, it was 1975. It was like all those types of bands. But what I really wanted to listen to was like The Strokes and like Arctic Monkeys, which like, I don't know if you could really call them indie anymore, maybe alternative. Anyway, me and Stephanie had so much fun. I wore, like, six-inch platform boots (laughs) that I have. They're pink boots with, like, a six-inch white platform. Like, not even a heel because, like, the whole shoe is platformed. And it's, like, six inches. And I was like, of course, these are the the shoes I choose to dance all night with. And I'm the type of person that I get embarrassed dancing. But because I was so drunk, I was like, I do not care who sees me dancing. I will dance the shit out of this song. So we danced for like four hours, three to four hours. Like I remember it being 2.30 and us being like, we are two people who live in Queens and we're in Brooklyn right now. Like if we want to go home, we should go home now. And so we headed home. I got home at around like three o'clock maybe. I think maybe we left earlier than that. We probably left around, like, one thirty or 2 o'clock. But I remember, like, getting home around, like, almost 3 o'clock. And I remember being really hungry. But I was so drunk that, like, I was almost falling asleep while I was on the train. Like, I remember, like, telling myself, like, stay awake, stay awake, stay awake. You're fine. You're fine. Don't worry about it. You're fine. 
you're not gonna throw up you're gonna be fine and i got home i didn't throw up i felt fine i did feel a little nauseous i drank a bunch of water i did my skincare routine i um brushed my teeth and then i went to sleep um and i forgot that i had contacts in and then the next day i was hanging out with julia again and i was like i remember waking up like startled like do you ever wake up like someone do you ever wake up and it feels like someone woke you up but like in reality it's just your own body like scaring you awake basically like i didn't have a dream or anything i just woke up like oh i'm awake (laughs) and i was like why is everything so for like a couple minutes i was just like checking my phone checking my messages making sure i didn't wake up too late to meet julia and then all of a sudden I was like, wait, why is my eyesight so clear? And then I realized I didn't take out my contacts from last night. And I was like, these contacts are like hardening <laughs> um, the longer I keep my eyes open. So I had to like rip them out, wash my face again. Um, I had a little bit of breakfast and then I remember I got ready to go meet Julia. Those are like drunk memories that I really appreciate. Like even the bad drunk memories that I have or the bad experiences that I had while I was drunk, like I still appreciate them um like this because i spent them with friends like that's the biggest reason why i love them because like i love getting drunk with my friends i think it's the funniest thing because like if you haven't been drunk before i feel like when people people who don't drink or people who don't drink a lot like i feel like they think that like being drunk fundamentally changes who you are as a person and i feel like for me that might be a little bit of the case like I do change a little bit when I'm drunk. I think I just become, like, I feel like I act when I'm, I feel like, okay, when I'm drunk, I feel like I I act like how I act around really close friends, which means that I'm willing to be vulnerable. I'm willing to be, like, funny and quirky, quirky. Like, I'm willing to, like, be stupid in front of strangers, which I think, like, is fun because then that's how you make friends when you're drunk or when you're inebriated, because then it's like, oh, this person is showing, like, who they, like, kind of truly are, and that's fun, um, that's how it is for me, at least, like, that's obviously not how it is for every person, because there are some people who, when they get drunk, they get, they become, like, abusive, or they become really, really mean, um, and, you know, those don't sound like fun people to be around, (laughs) um, but yeah, I, like getting drunk because of those reasons for a very long time i would get drunk and go to parties and then the day afterwards i'd wake up and i'd be like i regret everything that i did while i was drunk when it's like in reality no one cares about what you do when you're drunk like as long as you don't do anything super stupid or super mean or super you know dangerous no one cares um and i think that took me kind of a long time to realize and i think that's honestly why i only like being drunk around my friends because my friends know how stupid I am (laughs) my friends know how um stupid I am they know how like I can say stupid things or ridiculous things um and they take it all in stride because like they know that's just how I am and they know that like you know some of the things I wouldn't really say if I wasn't drunk um and I appreciate my friends for that um yeah we just been talking about drunk (laughs) we've just been talking about drunk we've just been talking about drinking we've been talking about me being drunk um to be honest i don't have a lot of experience with different types of alcohol um i feel like i started drinking kind of late 
um, compared to, like, most of my friends, most of these friends started drinking when they were, like, 17 or 18 or 19, but I didn't start drinking until I was in my junior year of college was when I was, which was when I had turned 21. After I turned 21, I started drinking. Sorry, after I turned 20, I started drinking. Um, I was gonna hold out until I was 21, but my junior year was when I traveled to California, and I figured if, I would figure that, like, now's the best time to, like, be stupid and party in a different state and um start drinking um I as I've said I don't have a lot of experience with drinking I don't really like tequila that much although I think I'm like it's starting to grow on me um I don't really like rum either and it's because of that experience where I drank like 12 shots of rum and tequila and then afterwards I threw it all up um and then the next day I had my first ever hangover and I was like I never want to experience this ever again um and thankfully I haven't because I don't really like drinking to that point it's not very fun um I like to have all of my faculties available to me um but yeah I I don't like drinking rum I don't like drinking tequila even though right now I am drinking rum I'm having a mojito uh, mojitos are nice actually I like white wine. Sorry, I like white wine. I like champagne. Sorry, I've never had champagne. Let me take that back. I like white wine. I like rosé. Um, I went to a rosé mansion with my friend Cindy. Shout out, shout out Cindy. Um, that was really fun. We got very drunk. Well, I was really drunk. I'm pretty sure Cindy was fine, but I was really drunk that night. Um, but that was really really fun. It was rosé mansion. It was like basically like a rose, like a rose wine tasting um thing where they walk you through the different types of rosé and the history of like alcohol and stuff like that which was really fun and we tasted like nine I think and that day I learned that not only is my tolerance really bad but I really only like super sweet alcohols (laughs) because um I'm kind of I feel like I'm kind of weak like that (laughs) but that's fine I love that about myself um like mojitos I like vodka (laughs) um I like margaritas are always really fun um gin and tonic is good it's a little boring but my roommate in california like the one that was in the room with me um she used to drink a lot of gin and tonics and i thought that was like a solid drink and also got me pretty drunk pretty fast jungle juice is like always a great (laughs) like it's such like a college student thing like you're just tossing all of this different shit in like a big tub and it gets you very effectively drunk. Um, that's always fun. Um, what else do I like to drink? Beer's okay. Um, I had a Japanese beer. Oh my god, there's a Taiwanese lychee beer that, like, really just tastes like lychee juice plus fizz. But that one is really good. It has a very low alcohol content, but it just tastes amazing. Um, there's a Japanese beer that I tried i don't know the name of but there's a japanese super there's like a local japanese supermarket by my house and i got it from there and it was very delicious i liked it and also got me like a little tipsy which is very surprising for me um what else i feel like there's something i'm forgetting but oh well um i don't really like ipas i feel i feel like they're a little too strong and a little like too like hoppy tasting am i right about that i don't know it just tastes like too much I guess, like, it just tastes a lot like yeast, basically, right? Like, that's what it is. It's, like, fermented 
wheat. <laughs> um, I don't really like that. There was, um, in the town that I lived in, um, it was right by where Sierra Nevada, like, the brewing company is. Um, in Sierra Nevada, like, I think, like, every store in America sells it, basically. It's, like, a very popular brewing company, and, like, all they make are IPAs, and I just, like, wasn't into it. <laughs> um, it's just, like, very bitter. Um, I understand that a lot of people like to drink it because it has a high alcohol content and because it's bitter, but it's not for me, fam. I like things that taste like juice, <laughs> basically. Um, I don't like super alcoholic things. Like, I can do straight-up shots. Um, I haven't done one in a while, but I can, I can do those. Um, but yeah, I like very simple things. Um, I like sweet drinks. I like things that have fizz in them. White Claw's always good. A Truly, I think Trulys are better than White Claw's. Like, I know they're basically the same thing, but something about a Truly just has, like, more fruit taste (laughs) to me. Um, yeah. I don't like super, super strong tasting alcohols, like, I I don't like Jameson, I don't like um, whiskey, like, super fermented or long, like, long, like, if they've been aged for a long time or whatever it is, like, I can't handle the taste, um, because I'm just, like, a little baby still in terms of, like, drinking, um, I haven't had a lot of experience, so I'm still in, I'm still enjoying the sweet drinks only, um, yeah. This has been the drinking episode, basically. And I'm of age, so this is legal, okay? Everything's okay. Um, honestly, I recommend that... I don't think... I don't know. I think drinking's weird, because, like, my experience is not the same as everyone else's experience, and I didn't feel like... For me, I didn't feel like I had to immediately start drinking when I was in college, because, you know, um, people in my life have been alcoholics, and so I've seen the, you know, shitty effects of alcohol, and I didn't want to replicate that in my own life, and that's honestly why I held off for so long, but drinking is fun. (laughs) Do it responsibly, obviously. Like, I'm drinking alone in my room. There's really very low risk of me hurting myself, um, or hurting others, and, you know, I had a full meal before I started drinking, which, you know, you should always do before you start drinking and to always stay hydrated. It's really funny, like, the first parties that I ever went to when I knew I was gonna go get drunk, I would bring, like, a water bottle with me full of water, and people would always ask me if it was alcohol, and I was like, no, it's water, because I have to stay hydrated, because I don't want to have a hangover, because I was so concerned. I was like, I'm never gonna have a hangover, like, I'm never gonna, like, throw up or whatever. For the most part, it worked. Um, I think it was just that one night when I had 12 shots of alcohol that, you know, pushed me over the edge. Um, how long has it been? Let me see. Okay. Um, I think that's a good as time. (laughs) Jesus, I'm still slurring my speech. I think that's as good a time as any to stop. I'm still a little drunk. I will continue drinking. (laughs) Um it's election night as i said and i've been trying to avoid looking at the news and everything but to be honest um whatever happens happens i guess um i'm not going to talk about politics right now because i'm drunk but um to put it succinctly succinctly um I think no matter who becomes the next president of the United States, whether it's the guy that's already in office or whether it's a new person, 
Um, I do not have much hope <laughs> for the United States government because this is a select. <laughs> because the United States is a settler colonialist um, country. And unless we tackle the issues that are systematic and deeply ingrained in our constitution and how this government was created, nothing will truly um, substantially change. And for that reason, um, even if a new person is becomes the next president, um, I do not have much hope that a lot will change in this country. And, you know, you can argue with me on that, but there's not much that can change my opinion on that, to be honest, um, anyway, I hope, (laughs) I'll just end it there, um, (laughs) I hope this podcast was semi-interesting to listen to, um, as always, please wash your hands, please wear a mask, please stay six feet apart from people, um, get tested, even if you don't really have any symptoms, um, I feel like, I know that that's a very, um, privilege thing to say but in new york city at least there are many centers that offer free testing so please take advantage of that um especially if you think you might have come in contact with someone who is covid positive um and even if you're not covid positive it's always a good idea to get checked every to get tested every once in a while to make sure that you don't have it and you know if you're asymptomatic um so that you won't pass it on to anyone else and if you do have like you know the blood cells what's it called um so that you can donate your blood, um, that's always a good thing. That would help a lot of people who are COVID positive and are, you know, in the hospital trying to get, you know, the blood cells, the white blood cells, the, you know, for, you know what I mean? Anyway, <laughs> stay positive, you guys. Um, wear a mask, socially distance. Um, I'll see you on the next one. Thank you for sticking by me. 